Hello, and welcome back to Naked and Real with the Rev by Reverend Teresa Heipel, Master of Divinity with Counseling Ministry. The subject for today is alarm. What does alarm mean? Alarm reaction is the first stage of stress response. From our present danger of COVID-19 to people who have needed to leave their home due to civil unrest, war, famine, or a host of other situations, are in a state of alarm. Many of them are leaving extended family behind while they are leaving for a more safe place to live. They realize they may never see their loved ones again. One situation with COVID-19 is alarming. The statistics on how many deaths there are to COVID-19, even though there is not a particular confirmed test or drug as of this writing, they are working on a drug and testing procedures. That is a start, but how useful and how accurate the test is remains to be seen. What if you were walking down the street of your city and you heard gunshots? How would you react? Would you be curious enough to find out who was firing the gun? Or would you be thinking about self-preservation and run the other way? The stress alarm stage might just cause you to run away. General Adaptation Syndrome, developed by a Hungarian endocrinologist, Hans Selye, is a theory used to explain how we respond to stress. He says, every stress leaves an indelible scar, and the organism pays for its survival after a stressful situation by becoming a little older. In other words, when we live in constant stress, our bodies become a little older whether or not our age is a little older. Age and stress are not necessarily related to chronological age. The alarm stage is known as a fight or flight response. During this stage, your brain senses an emergency signal to other parts of the body, which lets those parts know you're in a dangerous situation. When in the alarm stage, your nervous system is prepared for fight or flight. Your heart starts beating faster, which provides more blood and oxygen to your arms and legs. We have all heard stories about the mother who had her child pinned under the car, and she was able to lift up the car to get the child out from under it and get it out of the way. It is heroic and not something anyone would be able to do on any ordinary day without their adrenaline surging through their body. When we live in constant fight-or-flight response, we will be in danger of dealing with adrenal fatigue, and your energy reserves will be used up, and you will have issues with having constant energy throughout the day. Our world is dealing with the COVID-19 virus pandemic. I feel that we are staying in a state of alarm and a fight-or-flight response. We cannot live this way on a constant basis. I don't know what other states are doing, but my state of Minnesota has a daily briefing Monday through Friday to tell us what is going on in the state. The statistics of how many cases, how many have died due to the COVID-19 virus, their ages, and how many are in intensive care. Through this daily briefing, the governor tells us what the rules are. He is doing a great job getting people back to work as quickly as possible. The necessary workers are still working. Grocery stores, healthcare workers, truckers, liquor stores. I was next door to a liquor store and the owner of the liquor store was outside. I commented about the fact that a liquor store was an essential service. And he informed me that if the liquor stores were locked up, people would break in. 
I agreed with him, even though I was shaking my head and laughing. This is so true. We are no longer running away from lions, tigers, and bears anymore. We don't have to go out into nature and hunt and gather our food anymore. Our grocery stores is where we hunt and gather. We can stop our constant fight-or-flight response and keep our adrenal glands happy by not overtaxing them. When we are in a tense situation, we pray for a great outcome. However, our minds can race through a lot of thoughts. We can think about one million things that could have gone wrong, but didn't. We cannot live our lives in constantly tense situations. Our loved ones are ill and may be in the hospital due to COVID-19, or our loved ones may be isolated due to stay-at-home orders. We are all feeling the effects of not living our normal routines and lives. Being in a stay-at-home order is something that the United States of America has no experience with, and so we are at a loss as to what to do or expect. All of us, no matter where we live, want to go back to our normal lives and normal routines. We hate being told what to do, but the instructions are for the safety of all people, whether or not you are ill. The fact is we have more elderly and people with many health illnesses that are living today than at any other time in the past. Because of this, we need to be aware that these people who are vulnerable may be the ones who contract this virus and the end of their life is a real and present danger. For those of you who have relatives and friends who are older, please heed what the officials are telling you. It is for all of our safety. When we look back on this time in history, this could be the best time ever in our history. We're all, all in this together has never been more appropriate than what is going on right now. We are spending more time with our family and getting to know our children and our parents better. More quality time is happening. Even though we may feel trapped into a situation that is not good, this will not last forever. People that moved to countries under a refugee status have seen civil unrest, dealt with seeing loved ones die by the hands of their government, have seen shootings and killings on the streets of their city. The refugees I have talked to from Iraq told me that they never knew when they were going to have electricity or not. The terrorists would hit the power stations. These refugees that come over here are weary and tired. When they arrive in a new country with a new culture, there is a time of unrest in their souls, and once they know and feel that they are secure, they settle down and absolutely love their new homeland. We that were born in the United States don't often think about any other nationality group of people. We tend to hang out with people that look like us. When we do encounter people that are different from us, we tend to be more guarded because we don't trust anyone other than our own kind. That is an incorrect way to be with people from other cultures. We can learn a lot, and when I talk to people from other cultures and ask questions, they are glad to answer. They know that I am interested in them because I ask questions. And you know what? They are never offended either. Try it the next time you see someone different than you. I really wanted to point this out because this is occurring in our world in alarming numbers. I have also been a volunteer with the Office of Refugee Resettlement Lutheran Social Services of North Dakota and assisted in getting our refugees settled once they came to America 
and welcomed them into their new home. This is such a vital ministry. Anything you can do to help someone else's ministry, whether or not you believe in a creator or not. So we don't have to live our lives in alarm. We just have to accept the circumstances and relax about it. Questions. What are you alarmed about? What can you do to relieve yourself of being alarmed? What are you doing to help others during this pandemic and helping others release their state of alarm? Our refugees and immigrants often feel alienated, which is the next subject in our emotions. Find out more by clicking on the link to buy your ebook. And if you're listening to this podcast, I would ask you if you're interested to go to Amazon.com and punch in the search Naked and Real with the Rev, and all of my ebooks will pop up that you can purchase. Thank you, and God bless.